0: Hi Poppy fans and welcome to the PO4cast episode 10. Matt, we made it to episode 10. Yeah, double figures now. Yeah, 10 episodes. People doubted us, we've made it to 10 episodes.
1: Yeah, yeah, proud man. Yeah, the moment. We'll have to have a party on the weekend for it. Well, if we can get some friends to come to...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so, episode 10, part 1, we're going to be going over the rollercoaster of emotions, which are the last two games, so we'll be reviewing the Fleetwood game, and following that, we'll be reviewing uh, last night's game against Burton Albion. We will, yep. Following that, we'll be going into part 2, we've got answering your questions, so thanks everyone again for sending those questions in on Twitter, it's always appreciated, isn't it Matt? It is
1: very much so, yeah, and we we love answering
0: questions, so keep coming firing them our way yeah keep firing those over at PO forecast and then we'll be doing Matt's debate and Matt what is Matt's debate this week so who
1: needs to fill the midfield uh, void th- this weekend so obviously Tom Naylor's out and Dion Donahue's injured so yeah who needs to, to fill that gap and uh, obviously we'll sort of remind you guys when, when we discuss that but we'd love to hear your points as well
0: yeah, so fire them in as well. So, and then part three, we'll be going over the Aki-Stanley game. Aki-Stanley away. Yeah, at the Wham Stadium. The Wham Stadium. We'll make some jokes about that later on. So, anyway, let's go straight into it, Matt. Part one, let's start with Fleetwood. You know, we'll start with the exciting one first. Yeah, let's get, let's get <laughs> yeah. done with.
1: Yeah, I think... Um... To be honest with you, it was a, it was a bit of a bore fest, wasn't it? Really, in all honesty, um, and nothing first half. I think everybody at the game felt that they were, you know, using matchsticks to, to try and keep their eyes open. Um, you know, there's nothing really to say about that first half. I think second half, obviously, you know, the goal gave us a bit of a lift, um, and we, we looked like we were pressing a bit more. Um, and obviously, there was a, the debatable sending off um, later on in the game.
0: I think, I think the thing is though look, I'm going to straighten out my thoughts on this game straight away. It was a win. It was a good win. Fleetwood Fleetwood came to get a point. You know, it, was oh, 100%, sh- it was absolutely yeah. shameful. They're, they're time-wasting from the start of the game. I know when you go away to the league leaders you might think hey wait a second let's try and get a point let's try and frustrate them let's try and slow them down etc. But I actually think Fleetwood are a better team than that. Up front they've got some more attacking potent strikers and and on paper, they're not a bad team who have done all right this season. Well, I mean, they
1: stuck four past um, Scunthorpe, four past Donny. Yeah. You know, so, I, I mean, my, my concern was really, I suppose, when I look back at it, is we had 11 shots on goal in that game and only one hit the target, which was obviously Hawkins' goal. Mm-hmm. So, yes, although I'm sure Fleetwood would have um, came for the draw and, um, you know, at one point probably thought they were going to get that. You know, the finishing needs to be better. It needs to be a lot better. And I think again, it comes down to to the problem at home. Was there enough pace in the game? Did we want it enough? You know, we seem to be struggling for for goals at Fratton Park sometimes. To be honest with you. Especially when teams sit
0: back. And I think the thing is, Fleetwood came and absolutely, absolutely shamelessly sat back and tried to waste time, basically. Oh,
1: 100% they did,
0: yeah. But the thing is, though, is that those are the games that we weren't winning before. Those are the games that, you know, we had in League 2, we had Paul Kirk, and we we didn't have an answer to it. Mm -hmm. And you might have thought that one of those games, Fleetwood would have come out with a 0-0 draw. So I'm not unhappy with it. It It was a boring game, let's be honest, yeah. We found a way to win. Fleetwood weren't ever going to get back in the game, and it's one of those games that you can you can tick off as a victory. Yeah, and no, move 100% on I hundred percent agree with you. Yeah, I, I think a much needed home win. 100 percent.
1: I think the thing it sort of sums up what you said. I think a couple of years ago we would have lost games like that. You know, it wouldn't. I don't think they would have just come for a draw. They would have probably gone away with three points most of the time, stolen a win with like a ridiculous breakaway yeah, goal. I mean, who remembers the, the crew game when they came and snatched that one nil? You know, and they, they would. Terrible that whole game, you know, and we still ended up losing. I it. still dislike Crew because of that game, yeah. <laughs> but the, the the turnaround that we're we're now winning games like that. I think sometimes you just have to to wave off the fact that it can't be pretty, and we we got a result out of it. And that's you know it. that that's. I think you hear, you know. All the the sort of journalists in in the Premier League, you know, saying sometimes you just have to grind out a result like that. So, agree. I think just tick that one off. Um, a little stat that we were looking at before the game: um, we only had forty six percent possession. Um, to Fleetwood's 54% in that game.
0: Good mass. <laughs> That's
1: the one. That was, yeah, it was I mean, all worked in their head there,
0: He was reaching to his phone then to look for the stats.
1: <laughs> no, he wasn't. He, he had a calculator. You got that, mate. No, no, no. Um, and the only reason I remember it really is obviously um, which we'll move on to in a minute. was it exactly the same in the Burton game? Um, which was a bit of a shock to you, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I was quite shocked that the stats were exactly the same. But I think against Fleetwood, they time-wasted with the ball so much. I wonder if that counts against the possession stats. Possibly. I wonder if just them sort of like aimlessly knocking it around backwards and holding on to the ball as much as they possibly can, Mm. wasting time. The goalkeeper, goal kicks, that must have taken up some
1: time. Oh, definitely would have, yeah. And I mean, Joey Barton, he's... I mean, on the pitch when he was a player, he was—he's a disgrace, isn't yeah, he? A disgrace, and he—he he seems to be the same as a manager. I don't think he cares really too much how he gets a result. He just goes and gets one, doesn't he? You know, and it didn't work out. And you know, obviously, at the end of the game, his interview sort of summed him up, really, didn't it? So, yeah, well, he just tried to slag off the Pompey fans, didn't he? Really? Exactly, exactly. So, anyway, to him I
0: can't believe he managed to do six minutes in the Fleetwood game, but yeah, yeah. let's um, Fleetwood game. right, let's move on so, Burton Albion, it was a completely different game wasn't it? It
1: was, yeah, and I'm sure uh, any neutrals that watched the game were probably quite happy with that Uh, 90 minutes of football Uh, I think Pompey fans will definitely be frustrated with that, I know you know, the question I've seen all day today was is it a point gained or two points lost again I think you've got to say it's another game ticked off all right we didn't get the win and I mean the the stats say that we should have got the win and that I think that's why people are disappointed but at the same point people forget Burton have come down from the championship they still have championship players in their squad and you know I think you need to sort of remember that they were tipped at the start of the season to be up and around there so a point is it such a bad result would have everyone at the start of the season taken a point at home to them? Probably. I, I think I would have taken four points from the two games. I think
0: Clough's a very good manager. Yep. I think he basically fired them up in the dressing room. He shook him a bit and said, Look, you need guys need to get your foot on the ball. You need to come out. He makes a smart move, bringing on uh, pretend Pompey hopeful, Devante, Devante Cole. Goal. yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it would be him that scored the, the goal, wouldn't it, really? And uh, he, he got them fired up and they came out. And Pompey was sleeping a little bit.
1: They were sleeping in the second half oh, when they came I mean, out. Me and you were... We were talking, weren't we, before the start of the game, uh, before the start of the the podcast. And we were saying, you know, it it was such weak defensive moments. And, you know, Matt Clark's come out and said that it needs to be a one-off. You know, we we can't have errors like that anymore. And and particularly, I think it's frustrating because we've been so strong at the back all season. You know, it wasn't just the, the first one. I mean... I personally felt Lee Brown needed to be a lot tighter to, to Van Zekal, I think he completely lost him. Um, you know, that he had so much space to put that in, personally. I think you disagree slightly.
0: I, I, I do. I think it's a bit harsh to place that on Lee Brown because I think he's actually had to come across and try and mark him. I think the centre-backs have split themselves. They're not really sure where they are. Everyone's completely out of line. He's actually the tightest person to the man out of everyone in the defence. Yeah. I, I do agree he could be doing with being tighter, but I kind of feel the whole back line was completely I sleeping.
1: Think I, mean, I think you're right in a way. I mean, Watmore had to go out and cover Walks who had been beaten, so yeah. that drew one out. Yeah. Yeah, Matt Clark did look a little bit static in the middle. There
0: was another player there, though I think who he had to try and cover for a pass in case it was played back I across. Cut goal. back, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So that kind of was him out, you know. And yeah, all right. I know Lee Lee Brown is a left back, and obviously he he does have to come in and he does have to cover. Sometimes. He's not as quick as Cole as well. No, no, he's not. But I still think. He needed, I think he would have had enough time to have read read that, you know, passed back across, and, and I think he should have done better. But that's my my personal opinion on mm. that. So I think I think we came out as a team
0: and uh, slow, and let's be honest, this doesn't happen very often. So there's no point getting on the back of the team for it. And I think they just came against a team who were much more hungry coming out, yeah, in I the second so. half, yeah. and. To be fair, the fans got behind the team. They did, yeah. Really got behind the team when we went, you know, two-one down and pulled it back. You I mean, know? Yeah, we pulled it back, and at the end of the day, I think we could have won the game. I think yeah. the thing is, though, I was listening to Ben Thompson after the game, and you, Matt, you just posed a question to me, saying, "Yeah, you know, is it a point gain or two points lost?" Ben Thompson was definite on the fact that it was two points lost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, they asked him about his assist, and you know, he was like, "Well, it's great to get an assist, but we lost. And with all the guys are gutted." We're disappointed. <laughs> well, we lost two points, basically. Yeah, well, yeah we lost yeah, the two points. Yeah, so I think that's that's the feeling in the squad. But that's a positive to take, isn't it? Yeah, I if, think if the yeah. players feel that they're not like, oh well, we got a point, you know, we'll move on. We can be positive like that. But if they're critical yeah. and, and take that into the next game against Stanley, then that's what I want to see.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's what everyone wants to hear that you know they're disappointed. I think it's only going to improve them for the the Aki game. Um, but yeah, I no, mean, let's, it, it, uh, let's talk uh, attackers, mate. Let's talk the goal.
0: Yeah, because yeah. let's be honest, I think that Ben Thompson sitting in behind the striker, he looks dynamic going oh, forward. I, I,
1: I mean, it says enough, doesn't it? Three in matches in four, or four games in the last four games. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I mean, he's so lively, and that cross was just First for me. For it was incredible. Mm-hmm. It was so much pace and whip on that ball. And yeah, I mean, the Hawkins busted a gut, as you said. To me, you know, he busted a gut to get there, and, it, and it's so great to see that. I mean, I'm glad he's now, you know, getting rewarded for his hard work with some goals as well.
0: Yeah, he, he made the, he made that opportunity for himself though, because that he has that short burst of pace. He got in he got in front of the defender, and the way he headed that goal was almost like you know when Pittman hits a goal back in the day, and it comes off him and it. It completely changed the flight of the ball. Yeah, he just changed the flight of the ball because Thompson put such a good ball in. All he had to do was to
1: because the goalkeeper was rooted to the spot. Oh, he was. Yeah, he wasn't. I mean, he only had to guide that really where he wanted it, mm. didn't he? Because of the pace that, it, that had been put on that cross. So. And
0: you can see now he's
1: got confidence, isn't he? Hawkins? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's. I mean, Pickman was was bought on last night, and from what I've read, he was, you know, not really in the game um, and didn't really bring a lot of joy. I mean, this this is.
0: Can you see why Kenny Jackie brought him on in that game? Because there's a lot of chances being made at the there time. There was a lot
1: of chances being made, yeah, and and a lot of them weren't falling the right way. And I think when you bring someone like Brett on, who you know last season scored 25 goals, they sometimes create that opportunity that you think he you might know, take it. basically. You might take that goal. That I do, chance. but I think you know they seem to struggle with, you know, bearing in mind both goals came from crosses. I think when you've got. Hawkins, you know, up there, he's already scored. You know, in the Fleetwood game with his head, he scored in the first half with his head. I think, you know, does or does that change the dynamic of the game and and it becomes a long ball game?
0: No, I don't think so. I think I think you keep. I personally would have kept Hawkins on. He's already scored. I think he can get one opportunity in that sense at the moment, and he can score a goal in in both games. Mm-hmm. He's he's got that goal that's needed. I feel that. I do understand why he brought Brett on. Mm-hmm, I don't agree, mm-hmm. but I understand why he thought right. There is a lot of chances going out there. Maybe we need more of a poacher to, to to grab a goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like the team actually creates more when Hawkins is on the pitch. I think mm-hmm. he creates more space. He creates more space for the attackers to get on it, and maybe you can say that actually, you look at the attacking midfielders for not taking the chances against against Burton rather than you know blaming it on the strikers as such mm-hmm. but I think that Lowe's more likely to get a chance Curtis is more likely to get a chance when there's more space and that's when Hawkins is playing
1: yeah where well he pulls out the the centre backs doesn't he so that leaves obviously you know in, it, sort of space on the, on the wing because the wing backs have to come in and close their, their gap and you know at the same time it also does leave a little bit more vulnerability down the middle as well for people like Ben Thompson to you know t- take a chance to exploit so that's, the that's, the, that's the word yeah yeah that's it so I mean, uh, I, I I agree with you. I, I understand why he would have done something like that, but at the same time, I don't really agree with it. I think Hawkins doesn't really deserve to be getting pulled off either. When he's you know had such scored, solid yeah. performances, you know. But there we go. I, I think again, that's something you know we we'll, we won't see for the first time this season, and it, it certainly won't be the last. I don't think you know Pitman at some point is going to come on and change a game for us. You know, no. I, I'm I'm not worried about that. I think there might be a lot of people that are, but he, you know, he's a deadly striker at the end of the day, and at some point, you know, he'll start getting back in the goals again.
0: Yeah, he'll start hitting form. Yeah. All right, so we're going to play some sort of jingle again, and then we'll roll into part
1: two. Just quickly oh, before we do. Yeah, you oh, completely forgot. Yeah, I did. Important part. Important Academy. Part. Academy, yeah. So they played in the uh, Academy Cup tonight against Bristol Rovers down at Fratton Park. Um, we are recording on a Wednesday, so... Um, sorry if it seems a bit out of place but we just thought we'd give a, a shout out to the boys they won tonight 5-2 5-2 yeah. yeah and um, that was after a 6-2 win against Bristol Rovers in the league I think a couple of months ago yeah. so so the brace from Bradley left yep yeah, so uh, Brad came back from Bognor for this game um, yeah. scored two and apparently by all accounts was hungry for his hat trick and, and was unlucky not to get it yeah um, I can't remember who got the other, yeah, Haji Ngoya as well, he got, um, he got one, he got one, Maloney, did he get one? Yeah, and uh, Maloney, yeah, scored a penalty as well, Um, well, that's our highlight basically of what went on, but I think
0: there's about 500 people down at 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 Fram Park, park, and yeah, it's great to see the academy guys really making an impact, and hopefully we can see them coming to the squad,
1: yeah, as, as discussed last week, so yeah.
0: Yeah, it all rolls in from last week's episode. Right, so we'll play some sort of sound and we'll roll straight into part two, where we're going to answer your questions and do Matt's debate. Hi mm-hmm. right, Bobby fans, and welcome back to part two of the po Forecast. And uh, well, this is the third time recording it, so I'm going to try and get the question right this time, Matt. Matt, do you know what time it is? I do know what time it is. It's time for Matt's debate. That's right, probably fans, it's time for Matt's debate and today we'll be asking who comes into the side to replace the injured Dion Donoghue and the now
1: suspended Naylor? Yeah, so there's a lot of uh, chat about this. Um, I think I've probably figured out already after Naylor got booked last night and Dion came off my preferred. Um, I think, personally, it's got to be Ben Close coming in for Dion Donoghue. And Ben Thompson dropping back into centre mid to play alongside. So
0: him. first of all, I just want to want to get this right, Matt. Do you want to keep the formation as it is? I do. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to change
1: it up. I think that's my sort of preferred system. I think it's worked away from home all season. So why do we really need to change that up overly too much? Yep. The I think I've seen a lot of people say, well, you know, Walks did well there last season. Personally, for me, I think if you throw walks and close into the the centre midfield together, it's too much of a, a defensive system. You know, okay, yes, we've got a player suspended for this game who will be back for the following game, but I don't feel that we need to sort of slow our game down and and become more defensive just for that one game. I still think we need to go and get those three points. It's pivotal, so. I think dropping Thompson back in there, okay, that takes away his threat in the number 10 where he's been fantastic for the last two weeks or two games even. But, yeah, I think it's safe to say Gareth Evans, he's played there this season in the centre attacking midfield role. He's done a great job. And so I don't think there's any problems just sticking him in there for the Applinton game. Letting Thompson drop back in, who will obviously give us that little bit more, you know, attacking threat in that centre midfield and close can just, you know, play those balls that he always does. And he, he always just, see it. for me, you know, he slips in lovely into that position and, I, and that's why he's such a great squad player for us at the moment.
0: I mean, I, I, I'm tending to agree, but there are some other options I think could work, okay? Yep. There's the definite argument to say your best player on the pitch, who has been Thompson, playing in that role, he didn't sound too thrilled about dropping back into that sort of midfield position uh, in the last game against Burton Albion. There is there an argument, you could say, that you want to keep him in that position there. In the attacking midfield, because I think that at the moment he's driving the ball forward, Mm -hmm. and that might be needed against a team who against Aki Stanley, who you know play good football. Mm -hmm. Um, You could then look at dropping someone into the holding midfield. Who do you play into holding midfield? Walks could play in holding midfield. Now you've got Thompson going back into right back. Nathan Thompson, hopefully he's okay. You know after his emotional. Childbirth, whatever he's done there.
1: I don't know if he popped it out, but yeah. (laughs) I I get what you're saying. (laughs) He's a passionate
0: man. He's going to be passionate about whatever he's doing, whether it's him or not. Yeah, I'm sure. But you could play walks in there. Now, I don't think walks in close would be too defensive in a way that when you're playing away from home, okay? And I think that close has a little bit more freedom. Walks, all he needs to do is, is win back possession, get it to close, and close can get the ball forward to Thompson. I mean, you could argue, OK, that that's a more attacking formation in some ways because Thompson at the moment is driving the ball forward and maybe a bit more direct than Gareth Evans in the attacking midfield role.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I do agree. I think he gives a little bit more threat than Gareth Evans does, totally. You know, but I think it it does obviously strike an, an, an interesting question. Again, guys, just to remind you you know we'd love to hear your point of view on on this um i mean it, close can get the ball forward and, and he, he does get the ball forward quickly as well yeah um he's a great you know passer of the ball in my opinion so i can see where you're coming from i just think you know walks in there as well personally for me it it does just seem like a bit of a clunky midfield you know, I'm not saying it, it couldn't work. Maybe it could. Maybe you know we need to to slow Accrington down and win that midfield battle, and that's pivotal to to maybe use those two if it does get quite heavy in the midfield and we're getting outrun. But I think for me, start the game off. You know, get Thompson in, let him have a little bit more of a free role, not too much, but let him have a little bit more of a free role
0: with Evans as well in front of him, with having Evans a free and... role as
1: well. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think that's fine. I mean, Thompson, as you've described him before, and I think everyone does. You know, he's almost Lasagna Diara esque. So, mm-hmm. I think if you gave him the free role, but want him to still have that work rate and chase back and cover up, I think that's fine for me personally. You know. I don't think you lose any defensive stability with Close in there. He can do a great job defensively. No, I think as well. Ben
0: Close is the automatic person for me
1: to come in yeah. into that role first. Yeah, a hundred percent. He's he's the first on the team sheet for, for me and as you just said for yeah. yourself as well. So it's it's who goes with him. For me, I say Thompson. You're saying warps, Well, I, I can think?
0: do either, but I could I think you could there is an argument to say you could play Walks in there. I don't know if there's any other particular options. Obviously you could call Adam Maybach
1: from Aldershot. Well, you know why not? He's he's been on form at Aldershot recently. Yeah. You know he's been scoring goals, but then hot I think take a alert. People, sorry, hot take alert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think half the problem is it is such a big step, isn't it? Oh, Le- of course, it is. Not, the non-league and the the you know league one. I think it'd be interesting. I don't think he wouldn't not be able to do a job for us at all. I think he's he's shown in the past that he's got capability to play league one football. But I don't know if the situation's that urgent yet to to drag him back from somewhere where he's you know playing his trade and doing well for one game to then send him back again.
0: I don't think that Kenny Jackett's going to do this. Yeah, no. but there is he did try and flirt with the four four two. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there is an option that he could play Close and Thompson in the centre of midfield with Curtis on the left, low on the right, and then go two strikers up front.
1: Who's the second striker for you?
0: Well, for me, I mean, you can't really play Hawkins and Pittman up
1: front together, can you? I don't think it works. It's it's been tried a couple of times. It Mason for me, just well, in case we get a penalty. Yeah, I mean, that's something that actually kind of works. Well, now you know when you mention Mason because we're we're obviously about to go into listener questions, um, and there has been uh, a, quite a pro Mason um, contingent contingent, shall we say, from from the. Uh, a particular listen or listener even <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah I mean I I think Mason obviously was brought in to play you know up front and, and get us goals as I said to you I saw him at the crawl game in the um, check trade trophy unfortunately it's still go red every time I mention that we attended that but um, <laughs> he's sitting here shrugging his hands going I told you so mm-hmm. but there was nothing, nothing there that that said to me that he's ready to step into to the the first team and play in in a League One game where, really, you know the the gap's already gone from six points to two points over the course of three days. Do we need to to risk you know shutting it down even more? No,
0: I think that if you're going to play that, you're going to you're going to start Gareth Evans as well, and you're not going to start a striker in that situation. I think the only other person that could you could have a dark horse for the position is to put Louis Dennis on the bench and he might go to come on. He does play 10. He's an option there if you wanted to keep Thompson behind him. But personally, I think we're going to start and we're going to see either Evans starting with Thompson or we're going to see walks coming and allow Thompson to have that free roll.
1: Yeah. 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 I, I mean, it'd be, it's such a, an interesting debate this week. Actually, I think it's one of my favorites in all honesty. Um, and, and it's a great argument to have because it shows the depth of squad there now, you know, which we haven't had for so long. So, um, again, you know, love to hear everyone's opinions. Um, get your tweets over to at PO Forecast. And obviously, you know, we can uh, see what Kenny goes with on the weekend.
0: Yeah, well, moving into sending your tweets in, we've got some questions that are fired over to us. Well, so yeah. let's fire into answering your listener questions. So first listener the question uh, sent in by Luke Ellis. So thanks, Luke, for sending that in. Um, he's asking, but why the atmosphere has been poor when there's hardly any away support at Fratton Park? I mean, it is always hard to generate any sort of noise sometimes. Well, not any sort of noise, but I'd say consistent noise when you're not getting any sort of, like, banter back. That's it's a bit like being, in, being yeah. in a pub and you're sort of trying to banter with someone and you you've, you say you've met someone for the for the first time, you've got a mate yeah, who's got a friend with them and you try and throw a few jokes in there and nothing really comes back. After a while, you just sort of dial it down. And I feel that sometimes when we're not getting any banter back or there's no kickback or whatever, the fans just sort of lose a bit of interest in that.
1: I think so, yeah.
0: Whilst when the fans are giving you a bit of AA, do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, completely. I think it works both ways. And, I mean, Luke kind of summed it up and and you've just sort of covered it as well. You know, when when there's no hardly any away fans, you know, apart from... You know, cheering your team on and, and driving them forward a bit. What else is there to, to really make a noise about? Because you're not going to get anything back. That's obviously all part of the banter. You try and out seeing away fans, you know, in bigger leagues turn up with bigger numbers and, you know, it, it. it makes it a better atmosphere. And I think, unfortunately, you know, I, I saw um, uh, someone from Burton, I think it might have even just been the, one of the club's Twitter accounts, They they put up. That they had a hundred and something at Plymouth, and hundred and fifty-six, I think, at Fratton Park, mm. and put a massive round of applause. Well, I don't mean to be funny. I think but... Fleetwood
0: only brought down seventy yards, didn't they? Yeah, was yeah, but...
1: it seventy-six or yeah. something stupid like that? I mean, how are you how are you meant to have a, a humongous atmosphere when you know the away teams turned up with that many fans? For me it sort of answers that question, really.
0: I mean, that's that's the question. I know um, James Robbins um, from Express FM mentioned that maybe it's the fact that football is, is changing in the way that it's more of a family-oriented sort of experience nowadays. And that sort of really r- sort of raucous, is to use like a mm. word, or sort of passionate sort of support and stuff is, is almost dying out of the game.
1: Yeah. Do you think that's fair? I do. I do think it's fair. I mean, I also think as well when... You know, it goes back to sort of the Fleetwood game. When a game's like that and teams are coming down and making it a bit of a drab as well, I think it makes it more difficult for fans to get, you know, excited. And all right, I mean, me and you would say, I think that's more reason to, you know, give it more. Yeah, to elevate your team. team Yeah, for sure. I think sometimes, you know, when you're you're sort of sitting there and hoping for something to happen and nothing's going on, it does make it hard, but I do agree. I mean, there, there is a, a massive family um, thing to football now, you know, and, and you see it every week. And, and don't get me wrong, I think it's brilliant that there's more kids going to football. Yeah, it yeah. can only be, you know, positive for for the club going forward. Yeah, growing the fan positive. base, all that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, and also, I mean, it's great for kids to get into football. And, and in the long term, who knows, you know, Pompey might have some more stars out there, you know, in the, in the late future. So I think it, it's a hard balance. I do agree. There's an argument for all of it, but I think it does. In, a, in my opinion, Luke, in answer to your question, it makes it difficult when teams don't bring anything down and you know give anything back really. So, or
0: Plymouth bring whoever many down and still don't give anything
1: back. Well, yeah. I mean, Scummers, mm-hmm. they they bought two and a half thousand last time at Frank Park mm-hmm. and you couldn't hear a thing. So there you go. You know that that's that's what it is. Right.
0: Um, Cheers, Luke. Right. Moving on. Next question. Uh, Greg sent this one in. Friend of the show. So at walks this way asks. If
1: Evans and Pittman aren't in the team, who's going to take a penalty for us? I mean, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I think me and you both just kind of, before we, we came back to part two, we were we both sort of had a brainwave, didn't we? And I mean, I'm suggesting Matty Clark here, to be honest with you. Especially after that potent finish the other day, Lionel, Lionel Clark. Lionel Clark, <laughs> that's it. I mean... I was shocked that you didn't say Lee Brown considering you seem to think he's going to score a screamer from 40 yards you just taken the season. words out of my mouth mate <laughs> <laughs> that's my next suggestion yeah I'm, yeah I'm not I'm not confident about that am I confident about Matt Clark uh, centre back but yeah he's proven he can score goals so I don't think here's a random one yeah if Nathan Thompson wins a penalty with a, with a sort of
0: suspect should we say flamboyant dive, yep. does he pick the ball up and take the penalty?
1: Definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. No? Definitely not. No. I mean, it's probably going to be the sort of thing that I think Ronan Curtis might take on, in all honesty. I think so. You know, considering he's he's already on six goals this season, he's full of confidence. You know, for me, I think he's the sort of person that would be picking that ball up and being first to, you know, to, to put his hand up for that... Personally, that's my opinion. I think
0: Greg actually said that, and unfortunately he's now injured because it was before the Burton game, but he suggested Donahue.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, again, he's, I think, his biggest asset is his, you know, his delivery his and, dead and his dead ball play. So, yeah, I, I mean, once he's back and, you know, speedy recovery, Dion, hopefully. Um, no, wait know, a second. Greg actually
0: suggested Naylor, I think. Yes, he did he suggest did. Naylor. Yeah, Naylor. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, I, I don't really know anything about Naylor ever taking a penalty personally. Um, but, you know.
0: Is it that senior experience? You know, when he's been given. Yeah, I mean, like the, captain's the captain's armband. armband yeah, so. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'd I, I imagine if you look through his stats, so he, he must have taken a penalty at some point, maybe, in his career. I don't know how happy he would feel personally. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it's a good argument, really, again. Um, but Ben Close. He, can, <laughs> he could place it. <laughs> Well, like you did against Gillingham. Yeah, yeah, I can see
0: that. All you've got to do is hit the bottom corner. Uh,
1: I don't know. I mean, uh, I think you'll find most penalty situations come from players that are feeling confident and scoring goals. And, you know, I think the way especially Ronan's been recently, you know, he's been very full of charge. I think he would take over that situation and, and... pretty much be a guarantee for me here's a quick question if you don't know
0: if you know the answer to this yet if you win a penalty can you make a substitution
1: yeah I mean as long as it has to be before the rest burn the whistle for the penalty to be taken but in between yeah you can yeah so in theory yeah we could take <laughs> off someone and bring Mason on oh, well I mean Mason what what a penalty taker. <laughs> yeah I feel so <laughs> assured with him stepping up now No, I mean he's he's probably
0: been practicing and training after that one. Well,
1: yeah, let's hope so. You know,
0: but anyway, yeah. So there's quite a lot of options there, to be honest. And take your pick. It'll be interesting to see if that happens. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I expect if Gareth Evans comes back into the side, he might be the person who picks the ball up and takes the penalty.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we did get another listener question as well, but unfortunately, this was before the Burton game. But I had to throw it in just because me and Hugh were, were sitting here cracking ourselves with laughter. So. Aid Smith asked that if he took his dad to the Burton game last night, would have he got in for free? Or for a pound? (laughs) For a pound. (laughs) For a pound. Yeah. Um, And Hugh politely um, responded and and gave him the advice that if he was under the age of 18, (laughs) then that wouldn't have been a problem. So, uh, very banterous there. Love that.
0: Unfortunately, he's not under 18, but I did say try and blag it anyway. Who actually knows? Who's going to stand there and look at your ticket?
1: (laughs) You cheapskate. (laughs) Um, So, the final question, and again, this is a fantastic question, and this came from uh, James Milne at J2 Milne, and he's asked, um, who's our favourite midfielder, and what is our preferred system? So, again, it kind of goes on what we've covered a little bit. I mean, personally, if you're talking about favourite midfielders when they're fit, it's got to be, for me, Tom Naylor. I mean, he he's incredible. Um, he picks the ball up well. He he just breaks up the, those counter-attacks and that that really... When, you know, when we've had times before where we've been a bit pressed at, at home, I think, he, he, you know, where he's so no-nonsense, he, he deals with that. And I think, again, that shows... You know what we were talking about earlier in the show when we were saying we were losing games that we should have won. You know, a couple of years yeah. ago, and now yeah, we're not. Definitely. I think that's where you know he becomes so important. So for me, in answer to your question, James, that's that's my number one midfielder for you. Here. Are we including um, Curtis? And are we calling them forwards? I think we're in the system that we're playing at the moment. I we'll count them as forwards. forwards so we'll yeah. count them
0: as forwards. I mean, my favourite midfielder. I think at the moment okay is is man at the moment, Ben Thompson, mm-hmm. I think he's got the ability to be the catalyst for us going forward this season. yep, I think that he's obviously got the ability and the and the talent, and I think that you can argue that Naylor allows him to to roam and to to you know exploit going forward, but I think he's the complete package. I think he goes back, mm-hmm. he tackles he wins the ball, he gets our tempo going, and sometimes we can be a bit slow without that sort of engine in the middle. I think he'd be great if we can keep hold of him. I know he said I think on Express FM that he wants to go back to Millwall next season to yeah. try and get into their side. Who knows? If we get promoted. They sign a few players. I think he's got the ability to be a class championship player. And for me, he's the best talented midfielder in the squad. Definitely. I, I like I like Naylor. You put that out there. I like the way he plays. Mm. I, I mean, I like to play that way when I play football I like yeah. to win the ball back. Does all the, all the little things, and you can see he's he's a manager's dream in that sense, isn't mm-hmm, he? Mm-hmm. He's the kind of person you want to pencil in, and you can see why he's penciled into the starting lineup all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so in terms of system, obviously, again, um, I've said that I think for me the current system at the moment definitely works away from home. Mm-hmm. At home, I mean, it it really is a tough one at home. I think. I agree with the majority of Pompey fans. I think we need to be more aggressive, more attacking at home. How do we do that? Do you flood the midfield a little bit more? No, we go four-one-one-five. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? <laughs> I think a lot of people who sit in the North Stand-Up might agree with that. <laughs> yeah. <to> be, but <laughs> I mean, I I heard Kenny say after the, the Crawley game that he had tried um, for the five-two-three. Um yeah. and, and wanted to adapt it a little bit so it could be altered into the four three three as well if needed be. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean it, it could work. I, I don't think. I feel know.
0: that we, we tend to sit back when that happens. I do. We never yeah. our wing backs tend to fall back into that five at the back rather than the three than then the two wing backs. Yeah. I feel yeah. that we end up sort of inviting pressure with that system a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's the formation. Really, that you can get, you should be able to play more at home and push forward with those wing backs. Yeah, the yeah, teams will sit back on you a little bit more. Hasn't really worked for us. For me, I think we should stick to what we're good at: four, two, three, one. One, yeah, yeah. That's, that. For me, that is it. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I just think maybe a change of style at home might make that difference rather than mm. the actual change of formation. Um, you know, is it is it a case of the, the the expectation that we need to win at home and therefore we're not going out on that? I don't know. That's obviously a discussion for another time, anyway. Um, so yeah, that was our listener question. So thanks everybody for yeah, for throwing thanks those everyone in. for
0: throwing those into us again. Yeah, get us your tweets in at PO Forecast for next week. Any questions you've got, anything at all, fire them over, and we'd love to answer them.
1: So next part of part two um, is. Obviously, only found out yesterday evening um, after Maidenhead disposed of Chippenham Town in their FA Cup qualifying round replay 1 0. Um, Maidenhead uh, away, Hugh. So, Maidenhead um, away, let the ballot begin, boys. Yeah, hashtag ballot. And girls. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'm sure everyone will uh, have a nice discussion for this uh, once this gets released by the club. I'm sure it will happen. Yeah. Um, ha- I think it's 400. 400 tickets. 400 that I think made in head. But whether that will change because it's an FA Cup tie, I don't know. But I believe it's um, a whole stand behind the goal. I think it's...
0: Have you, I've never been there. I, don't I have never been
1: there. there. I was actually doing a little bit of research earlier. Um, and I believe that they don't often have an away end. I think it's quite neutralised being non-league. But... Yeah. When they do open it up for that sort of game, um, it is 400.
0: Okay, stats. so 400 fans. I'll be honest, we all might as well get used to the fact that we're probably not going to be going to the game. And I think that it's probably going to be on TV. I've looked through the stats. There's well, not the stats, the
1: fixtures, sorry. Today it was actually released for three o'clock, so I don't know if it is. But that's not going oh, to be I don't think. Really? But Who's think going to be
0: on TV? Probably, I
1: don't know I haven't had a look in all this but I imagine they're probably going to definitely do that Wimbledon tie I think against is it Gainsborough or something
0: why Wimbledon least exciting teams to watch on television what they want to get the ratings
1: up do they well I mean I don't know I mean personally when I saw the tie come out I thought it stood out as a TV tie yeah so do I you know, it's not exactly far, is it, really, Maidenhead? Um, no. You know, for, for a fixture. So, it's a bit disappointing, but anyway. What, little... are you, what are
0: you shouting out about um Haven game?
1: Yeah, so basically, just a little update on Maidenhead. They are currently 18th in the National League. They're playing uh, Haven down at Wesley Park uh, yeah. next Tuesday. kickoff. So, if any of you want to get down and do a little scouting report for us, muchly appreciated. I would do it by my work. Yeah, and I would do Mm -hmm. as well. But same situation. Yeah, can't get down there. Um, Yeah. So, just a little bit about Maidenhead. They currently sit 18th in the National League. Other than that, uh, don't know too much about them. So, again, you know, it will come um, sort of into to light. I think probably hopefully next week's episode, or if not the week after. we'll hopefully do some research.
0: Yeah. Yep. So um, yeah, that's the end of part. Two. All right, now, Pompey fans, it's time to go into part three Well, we will be previewing the Aki Stanley game. At the Wham Stadium. At the Wham Stadium. So let's go to the Wham Stadium. Welcome <laughs> back to part three of the PO forecast. And hopefully you're not going to have to wake me up when I actually do go-go to Accrington. Hey, Cody! <laughs> Here we go. All right, so we're going to be previewing the Accrington-Stanley game. Uh, Accrington
1: are, well, the surprise of the league, mate, aren't they? They are, very much so, yeah. They came up as League 2 champions, so I suppose it shouldn't have overly been a big surprise. Um, I don't think they lost too much over the summer. No. Um, obviously, I think last night was a bit of a hit for them and a bit of a, a welcome
0: Um, Welcome to League One. League
1: One, although saying that it was done by a team who followed them up, actually. Fucking Luton. Yeah, yeah, I know your feelings towards Luton, but uh, it was only their third loss of the season last night. So, although they did lose 4 1, um, there was a. Um, a th- only a third loss which you know is, is not really too bad for a team that have just jumped up from League 2
0: no not at all uh, we obviously last won Aki in 2016 with Michael Doyle Pompey Legends
1: scoring an absolute screamer in that uh, game yeah, I don't know if you remember it it was like a full volley like hooked from 30 maybe more yards it was a beautiful absolutely we won 3-1 that night
0: yeah no it's good so we've got a couple of people to watch guys so when you're thinking about it obviously there's a few players that um, Aki actually do have um, there's one player that I think could be the person who could unlock our defence in particular you've got uh, Billy Key yeah Key to the game Key to the game yeah that's <laughs> man it. to unlock the defence that's, it, that's he, it he's got six goals this season three assists and he's joined by Sean Mackinville. Um, McConville.
1: McConville. He's also got six goals and three assists. Yeah, and Jordan Clark has also got three assists, no goals, though, unfortunately. But he's um, unfortunately. Well, unfortunately. Unfortunately, for unfortunately for us, so is, yeah, actually, I shouldn't have said that because he'll probably do it on the weekend now. But
0: they're very well, very well um drilled team, very well managed team. Obviously, you've got their manager there. He's got
1: club hero Aki John uh, Coleman. Yeah, he's an absolute legend. I think it's his second or third stint at the club now um, and he's just recently signed a new five year contract I think it is at the club mm. so I think they're hoping for the long term obviously just hoping someone like Sunderland doesn't come along and nick him off him for like yeah money. well I think that's what's happened before when he's gone he's, yeah. I think someone's come along and grabbed him and he, it's just not really worked out for him you know he seems settled at Accrington he's got them playing a particular way you know utilises their small ground for the for the style they play as well so yeah they play very they, they pass the ball quite a lot Accrington they do and they move forward very very quickly yeah. you know, to, to break quickly as well so you know we're very much a, a team, well, this season anyway, away from home that like to get forward, so we need to to watch out for that as well.
0: I think who actually will play into our hands a little bit. I think that Accrington are a very good team. They're oh, not. yeah, they're, them, they
1: won't be playing for a draw, either. No,
0: they, they want to win yeah. the game. They're, you know, they're a confident team, and they think they can beat anyone on their day.
1: Oh, and they can. And they, they can. can, yeah. 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 It's I not mean, going to be an easy fixture at all. They want to wait at Peterborough on the weekend, you know, so that yeah. they've proven that they're, they're not scared of the big boys and that they can get a result, whether it be at home or away. And, I mean, that was... At, London Road or Peterborough, or whatever it's called. So, yeah, it's London, I call it London Road. Yeah, Is it called. You know, what's it called now? Like some Amex, isn't it? Or yeah, I don't know, Prime something probably. like. Anyway, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, London Road. Um, so you know they're they're not scared of anyone, and it's going to be a really really tough fixture. I think anyone thinking that we're going to go up there and Tomcom just because they're newcomers to the league, I think you know you need to really have a look at Atkinson's stats this season, have a look at their league position alone. It speaks for itself. So they're very
0: they're a team who know how they play. And they will—they really want to just sort of to dominate the game against us. They're not going to let try and not going to do a Fleetwood and come come and play us and try and waste time and you know just be boring. So it should be a really good game. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so prediction time. Prediction time. We need a jingle for that. We do need a jingle for that. We'll have to get, get something going. Yeah, it's better yeah. than me singing into the microphone.
0: Definitely better. No one needs to be a, yeah, subject to your singing sometimes, mate. Right, <laughs> yeah. All right. So, let's go predictions. Matt, what is your score prediction for okay. this game?
1: I am going for a very, very, very hard-fought 2-1 win. I think McConville and Key have been on fire this season for them, much like... You know, Low and Curtis for us, both yeah. in six each. So, I think we are at the threat of conceding. Um, we seem to be a little bit shaky at the moment. So, I'm going to give them one. But I think we're going to grind out the the result and, and come away with the two on win.
0: And do you feel that we're going to score first in the game
1: or...? I'm um, just throwing that out there. Why yeah, not. I mean, that's, that's putting me on the spot. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, if anything, I, I think I can see us going into a 2-0 lead and doing the typical, you know, leave us to sweat for 20 minutes at the that's end. That's it, just Sven-Goran Eriksen. Yeah, that's it, yeah, yeah. Let's hope not. Let's hope that we never play like he did. No, all right then. So who's, who's your goal scorer, Matt? Uh, my goal scorer, I am going to go for Ronan Curtis to open the scoring. I think, unfortunately, he's had a couple of poor performances recently for me. Um Bowler counts was a little spat with Brett last night as well. Who doesn't
0: know? But yeah, well, Brett, Brett
1: likes beefing everyone. Of course, and and do you know what? I think a bit of you know healthy, you know team sort of sh- rivalry. I mean, maybe there was frustration it's because there. they care. That's why passionate and I think that's great. So in my eyes, I think he's going to really come out of the blocks on Saturday, put us in the lead, and then I am going to go for Gareth Evans to finish it off. Gareth Evans yep he's scored a lot of important goals and I can see that happening and away from home as well he scored quite a bit this season so
0: okay, I'm going to mix it up I'm going to go with a 3-2 Pompey win Mm -hmm. I feel that we've got Aki have got the ability to score against us I wasn't too impressed with our defence Fleetwood off in the last couple of games Fleetwood off with absolutely nothing and didn't test us I didn't think we played great at the back against Burton. Aki will come at us and play their game. I think they'll get two goals. I think we'll outscore them and get three. I think it's going to be that sort of open game in which it allows us to score goals because they will take the ball forward against
1: us. Let's hope so.
0: My uh, first goal scorer is Jamal Lowe. I think he's going to get space to break. I think he also has been a bit unlucky not to get on the score sheet. Yeah, he has been recently. And I think he's going to get the first goal. I think the second goal is going to come from Lee Brown.
1: <laughs> Here we go.
0: Genuinely do what, what distance this time? I think it's going to be a header. Head up, right?
1: Yeah. Okay. Brown
0: header, and the third goal, I'm going to go rounded off. It's going to be Matt Clark who continues his impressive scoring for Pompey, um, pushing him up the scoring charts
1: in the from the Pompey back four. Sure, you don't want to throw uh, McGivory in there as well? He's going to get an assist. Yeah, he's going to get an assist. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Hawking's gonna go up, try and flick it, or miss it, and it's gonna bounce through to someone who's gonna. Jamal, load the toe in, but okay. Lovely. No, I'm not sure. I'm <laughs> go <like> that. <laughs> but you never know. Hopeful, wishful thinking, but yeah, <laughs> you never know. So hopefully, I mean, if your prediction's right, then fantastic. I mean, it'd be a great game for for anyone who's travelling up there um, to the Wham Stadium. The Wham Stadium, and and as Hugh said at the start of the episode, let's uh, hope you don't have to wake me up before you go go because really, I mean. After that Fleetwood game, we just do not need another bore game recently, do we? I mean, uh, I think we need to tie it up from the Burton game, definitely. I think, uh, I hope Matt Clark is right in saying that this needs to be a one-off and not happen again, yeah. and they've learnt from those mistakes, and we go out and we get a big result Saturday.
0: Yeah, against a top team in the playoff race. Let's go for it! All right, that's the end of the show. So, play up, Pompey. Follow us at PO cast at Pompey News, now at Puck Drop UK, at MCoreK eighty seven. You can now listen um, on Apple Podcasts. We've got, obviously we're on SoundCloud still. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher Radio. So, if you want to listen in a different way, check out the uh, PO 4 Twitter profile and i've got all the links on there yeah. so yeah please give us a like uh follow and subscribe to us so you can get it all downloaded on your phone nice and easy and ready for you at the start of the week on the first day love
1: your advertising there mate Brilliant. well
0: <laughs> not too shabby all right thanks a lot and play up pompey i'd appreciate it